I can do it. No, you can't. It's really hard to just say hello, like, normally. Exactly, okay. right? That's why I have these issues. <laughs> I finally understand. Among other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Davis. And, and I'm Elsie Lily. And, and we started from the sidelines. That was not together. That was not together, no. <laughs> and we started from the sidelines. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Started from the Sidelines. I'm Elsie. I'm Sarah. Um, you already know who the, the podcast name because we're from, <laughs> you know, Started from the Sidelines. Oh, I've done it backwards, haven't I? No, it's, I, I like it. It's good. <laughs> I mean, it works. It's fine. Um, Speaking so, of backwards, we're oh. looking backwards today, aren't we, Sarah? Oh my word, that was... That was. I hate you. I can shoehorn connections wherever. That I was want. that was about as as sort of forced as my therapist trying to make text speak jokes. <laughs> like there was no natural segue there, and I could see the delight in your face yes. as you were saying these things. Because it does fit. I I stand by my segue. That's okay. That's good. Yes, we're looking backwards. <laughs> Uh, to 2020, a year yeah. to end all years. So obviously it's not particularly, it's not really an original take to go, oh, it's the end of the year, let's have a look at the year. But <laughs> while we may not be original, we we make it better. Mm. You know, we have other little... people may be doing the same things that we're yeah. doing, but we do it better than them. They're so... not us, they're not us, and they can never no. be us. You can't teach the kind of... Um, effortless high anxiety mm. but also lack of giving any kind of a shit yes i just saw a video that coined well to me it coined our i think our attitude je m'en mm. fousism sorry je m'en fousism <laughs> i'm having a breakdown no yeah. je m'en fous it's been like... a rough year <laughs> Je m'en fous is I don't give a fuck, literally. No, not literally, sort of. It's like I don't care, I don't give a shit, equivalent mm -hmm. in French. And this woman, I, I was just watching oh, Instagram. Oh, this is a French thing. It, well, the You're not doing a very good French accent, I'm not going to lie. Je m'en fous, je m'en fous, that's what they say. Je m'en fous. Okay. Je m'en fous, mm. and then she said je m'en foutism to sort of make right. it like a, a true... So like it's a, an ism. An ism, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like an I don't care laissez-faire oh i've got all of the french phrases yeah, anyway got, and you've got the head bob as well <laughs> <laughs> that bizarre, my goodness <laughs> but yes so we're going to look back on the year we're going to think about what we've learned we're going to talk about it as well we're not just going to sit here in silence because really at podcast. home i want you to just sit there quietly and just think about this is year. actually a guided meditation <laughs> Oh god! Can you imagine if we? Bad. Maybe we could. Hmm? Maybe that would be a fun. That might special. be. Yeah, we already tried it. Sarah and Elsie do, do kind of meditation. <laughs> Breathe in. Can we get like piss drunk first? <laughs> yes. 
see that um, happening for us in 2021. Anything's possible. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, well, that's an interesting thing, mm. the words that you just said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because sort of, you know how at the beginning of every year, you see all sorts of posts on social media from the types of people that I don't like. Mm. So quite a wide selection of society. Yeah. Smorgasbord. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going for continental. Brexit is coming. I'm embracing really Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, make most of it while you can. <laughs> um. And... I was, I was thinking about this when I was driving the other day, and I was thinking about how if, if I see a singular person who makes a post saying, last year wasn't our year, but this year, this is going to be my year. Because yeah. I, think, I think that 2020 was so cursed mm. because of all of these people. It's, it's, mm. it's karma. Mm, it's it the is. planet trying yeah. to rid itself of toxicity. It's a and detox. Yeah, Mother exactly. Earth is doing a detox. Yeah, and Mother Earth is looking at all of these people, and 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 is physically dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is because mm. of the people that say, "This is going to be my yeah. year." Yeah. And so, if somebody says that about twenty twenty one, which there will be, everyone is going to say, yeah. "And yeah. I'm going to." Yeah. What are you going to do? So I was going to say I'm going to go on a rampage, but that does have some really, really... I'm not going to do that. Well, okay. It's not going to be... I'm not going to be killing people. What would a tier four rampage look like anyway? Mate, don't even get me started on this bullshit. Like, So because I've started working um, as a chimney sweep assistant... Literally the funniest fucking thing. And... Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's okay, you can have your moment. Laugh. No, you have your moment, Sooty Sarah. <laughs> Fuck, I love it. Carry on. My girl. love. Yeah. <laughs> today, I got to fill up my car with petrol all the way to the top oh. because I finally had enough money. Because you have an income. Well, I'm. Is it quite um, informal? Is it a wage informal wage packet? It's called. It's called casual labor which means i'm paid in cash at the end of each day yeah i've only ever no done casual labor i've only ever but done casual yeah. i've never done this before i yeah. kind of feel like it's a hooker it's very sordid i was i was slightly too young to appreciate the full sordidness of it um it was just after i did d of e and i went back because it was when i lived up north and then i went back to work at what i had been doing for volunteering for the d of e mm-hmm. award and, uh, yeah, it was making cheese. I must have told you about this. It was making cheese. I, I promise cheese, you. Cheesy I would, Elsie, Sooty Sarah. <laughs> I would have... I, w- I would remember if you told me okay. that you made cheese. I I'm not ashamed of it. I, 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 no, no, no. I just but the thing is, is that you've already yeah. got, like, the milkmaid aesthetic, because, you know, with the blonde and the sort of buxom... Oh. You know, you've... You've great tits and you're blonde. It's so, a shame this is a podcast, not a... I know, I know. I think about that a lot. <laughs> because we actually sit here naked. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I, well, we are both nudists, so... Well... <laughs> I didn't think that we were going to bring that up on this episode, Elsie. I thought that was going to be a special of its own. 
<laughs> Nudism and us. Sarah and Elsie discuss their lifestyle. Our relationship with nudism. <laughs> How we found nudism and how you can find it too. It's quite easy. Take off your clothes. How did Don't you get put them here? back on. How did you get here? Wait, okay, so let me briefly oh, you tell cheese. you about cheese. Yeah, so the cheese thing. So, yeah, just I worked on a farm and they made cheese. It, they're cheese bombs. So they're sort of... Mm, I know exactly what you spheres mean. Of, yeah, yes. spheres of... They're gorgeous. Flavored. Yeah, they are. Like matured and they're all flavoured differently. And there was... My favourite was God, the strawberry cheese. champagne one. It was just... Oh. Because it just smelt amazing. So sweet. Anyway, so yeah, and then you put them in wax and things like that. So so yeah, and then I that was I guess casual labour, and I, I just got I just got money at the at the end of it. So so yeah, I get the I get the thrill. But anyway, carry on. Tell us. So um, casual labour, mm. tier four. I've started working as a chimney sweep. I've started working not as a chimney sweep. I've started working as a chimney sweep assistant. Yes. And um, <laughs> this is obviously not a natural progression from. English literature graduate. Please to tell the career service. Assistant. If you tell the career Sorry? service, if you tell the career service, they'll put you in their pie charts, and you will come up as the thinnest segment, and it will be chimney sweep assistant, and that oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, uh, desperate times call for desperate yeah, measures. Yeah. And honestly, it's really, really fun. It it's sounds really, fun, really fun from what you um, told me. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's changeable. Yeah. You know, you're doing different things. Yeah. And half the day, you're just sat in a sat in a van and <laughs> chatting or not chatting or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so Keith is in tier four. I am in tier two. He's about nine minutes drive away from me. Um, now, as a chimney sweep, living in Tier 4, he can go out to work every day and go in and out of people's homes and sweep their chimneys and drink their tea. And it doesn't matter what tier those people's mm. houses are in. Mm-hmm. He can go into any of them. Um, he can form a sort of a work bubble and mm. have one or two partner with like one or two uh, associates or assistants or unemployed English literature graduates. Um, hi. Um, and what's under my foot? Oh. That's not a fun new game that we're introducing. <laughs> a new segment. Um, and he can do all of this and he can and we can sit in a van together all day, you know, next to each other in the front seat, not wear masks. Mm despite the fact that he's tier four or I'm tier two. Mm. However, after he drops me home, he can't go into the Barley Mo, which is the pub just down the road from me, mm. and have a pint. Mm. He could sweep their chimney <laughs> and have a drink that was given to him, <laughs> but he can't go in and buy a pint. God, yeah. And it's all just... It's so arbitrary, and it's yeah, yeah. you know they're trying they're they're making all of these rules that are trying to benefit the economy whilst also supposedly trying to keep people safe. But mm-hmm. neither of those things they're not keeping people safe. Exactly, exactly. And they're still fucking the economy. Yeah, their priorities are fucked, and they're fucking failing. It's yeah, absolute shambles. You've nailed it. Yeah. It's 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 embarrassing. 
Mm. It's embarrassing. Um, Shall we spin it more positive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shall we not talk about the the mess that this country is? Plague Island. Oh, God. Mm. Anyway, Mm. so thinking about what we've learned, thinking about what we've learned in 2020... What have have you, you ever thought about going into teaching? Because you, I just really suddenly got. A... I have, I have. <laughs> Why? What did I do? Did I? It was just your. It was your thing about what we've learned. It's it's that <laughs> learning is, objectives. What have we learned? Come on, um, we're thinking about what we've learned, guys. And it's you do the pose. The teacher has to do the pose that makes them look like they're doing the same thing when actually it's an instruction. And that's exactly the, <laughs> what you just did. Thank it was you. it was quite wonderful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think when I was thinking about this, the first thing that came to my mind was that this year, everything has been totally out of my control. And that's true, I think, for everyone. But mm. as someone who really likes things to be a certain way, and gets upset if things aren't a certain way and I don't I don't I don't like not knowing what I'm going to do Mm. and I get scared if if things are happening too fast and I haven't you know had time to process them and I can be quite rigid and fixed and routine based in how Mm. I live my life and to have all of that just sort of literally like the rug it felt like this year the rug was just yanked out from under me and I Mm. must stress I know that I am not alone in feeling that and also um I was relatively unaffected because I wasn't a victim of the A-levels fiasco I you know I haven't had uh I haven't been furloughed I haven't had any sort of major the only thing I had that affected me was my viva my first year registration viva for the phd had to be online but that that was fine and the libraries were closed of course but Mm. apart from that i've got off very lightly but just in a personal level having Mm. to just accept and let go if things haven't gone my way and just sort of go Mm. okay you know can't control that can't change that so i just have to just accept that and move on that's been a real struggle i think i'm getting better but I've got a long, a long road ahead of me before I, before I become, you know, this like spontaneous, um, carefree. I don't think I'm ever going to be carefree or spontaneous, but I'm, I'd rather be less uptight than I am <laughs> currently. <laughs> less Monica, more Phoebe. That's what I want. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to say that you have to try and be all Phoebe. No, but I couldn't. Because... I couldn't no. be all Phoebe. No, I also don't think I could tolerate you if you were all Phoebe. No, no, definitely not. I wouldn't expect you to. No, no. (laughs) Um, It's interesting because I suppose that's in a way the same for me. I'm not, Mm. but not in the same... (laughs) (laughs) I am a lot more sort of, I'm a lot more spontaneous than you. Yeah, you um, are, yeah. And that's not really because, because I am a relaxed, because I would say that we are the same, same level of highly strung, neurotic. anxious, stressed, yep. neurotic control freaks. Yeah, 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 we, we, we vibe. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a whole sort of disco beat happening just constantly. <laughs> High frequency. <laughs> I mean, is it the heartbeat beating too fast or is it just vibing? <laughs> Is that my anxiety or is there a party happening? Am I in a club or am I having a panic attack? (laughs) (laughs) Probably both. I hate clubbing. Okay. Oh my God. Um, But the thing is, is that I have had, I've just had so much shit happen. Yeah. Um, Mm. And really, really, not just, I know that everybody goes through shit, but I've had really, extreme shit and i don't mean that in terms of consistently or i've had it but i've had a lot of very specific individual dramatic events yes that have happened in my life um not necessarily not not that they've happened to me that you know a lot of it is you know i was i was yeah i was obviously um it wasn't that when when I got pregnant when I was 18, it wasn't like, well, this has happened to me. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> I was no Virgin Mary, folks. Um, <laughs> the, I'd only actually... The, the, I'd slept... The, <laughs> <laughs> you are queen of mouth noises. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's nice that you can get such an auditory depiction of my stress. And regret <laughs> as I try to sort of eat the words back into my mouth. You do. You play with them as they come out. <laughs> um, I think you've had a lot of very, like, very defining moments, like, very changing moments. Like, uh, what's the word? You know, sort of very impactful moments hmm. for good or ill that have. You've had them so constant in such a concentrated period of your life, and mm. you had them quite young, relatively young. Like you, it's all just okay. it's all just come at once, almost. It's come in a very, you know, in, in the period of your life. You know, you're not even a quarter of a century old yet, yeah. and you've had all of that happen. And yeah, yeah, and I think that it's just kind of acclimatized me to to shit and so when and so that's why I don't that's why I am able to have this really genuine I don't give a shit attitude because I you know (laughs) shit happens yeah I mean when when Teddy got diagnosed with um no it wasn't when he got his diagnosis it was sometime after the first appointment when somebody described him as disabled and it was the first time somebody had used yeah. the word disabled yeah. um, and it was handled very poorly and I um, would like to have words with that woman I know that she meant well but mm. uh, it wasn't wasn't very it was not cool <laughs> um, and I was thinking about it later and Honestly, my my main feeling was just sort of, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, I was going to get pregnant at eighteen, and of course, my kid was going to be disabled. You know, of course, it wasn't going to be straightforward. Yeah, why would it be yeah. straightforward? And so, whenever things go to shit now, yeah. I'm just sort of it's it's the norm. I expect it. Yeah, and yeah. so I I don't I I didn't have 
I can't relate to the same sort of um, this sort of rug being pulled from under your feet yeah, because yeah. you're not. But what I have really struggled with is the fact that I finally had an actual plan for my life and yeah. and I was going to have independence and yeah, I yeah. was going to because I've really really struggled with for for a long time with this sense of being a burden mm. and I don't mean that in a sort of you know in an insecurity kind of way but mm. in a very real way you know when my parents paid for my rehab when I was when I had an eating disorder mm. they've looked after Teddy whilst I've been at university I've mm. been I have been a strain to have as a child you know mm. there are a lot easier children to have <laughs> other than me um my mother's banned me from saying that I'm the fuck up of the family um <laughs> But that's that's how that's how it's how it's felt because you know it's just like oh my god the amount of shit that I just heap upon my family and they're just um, and so the fact that I finally was approaching the finish line yeah. and yeah. I was really I was I was so excited because I felt like I could I was I was looking forward to having having a healthier relationship with my parents yes. that wasn't strained with my sense of guilt yes. and yes. um and yeah and so the fact that not only has the sense of guilt and burden not been lifted mm. but it's worse because mm -hmm. now I'm I'm living with my parents again mm -hmm. with my son and it, it's worse. It's not just. It's not just they're yeah. looking after Teddy, but yeah. I'm in the house too. <laughs> and yes, it's a pandemic, and everyone. I think that I don't think enough people are sort of giving conscious credit to the fact that even if you're in a even if you're in a very privileged position and you're not dramatically affected by mm. the pandemic, mm. it is. It's a real mental strain because we've we've been in this moment of crisis yes which is like this is the fight or flight kind of moment yes. of high adrenaline yes but we've been at that place since march yes yes and you can't sustain no, that no it's complete it's completely unnatural to be able to be this for this, for this long so sorry and it's yeah you're absolutely right it's just that we're in this constant state of being on edge and it's weird because if you're used to being on edge and worrying about a lot of things, like I think we both are, we're both used to kind of like overthinking and, and getting, you know, spiraling into negative thoughts. But when the entire world is also doing the same thing for a very valid reason, it's this weird double sense that I've had where I'm like, yeah, you see, everyone, I'm right to be so anxious all the time, and especially with, like, hygiene-related anxiety as well, like, wanting everything to be clean and knowing that it's clean and everything like that has been validated by a pandemic, of course. But it's also n not... It, it, the flip side to that is is that I, I've realised how unsustainable and how unrealistic it is to expect myself to be able to live 
happily in that sort of state. So although mm. this pandemic has heightened the natural <laughs> the natural state that I do live in, it's mm. kind of been a real mirror for me because I've I've seen just how destructive that can be. Mm-hmm. And kind of related to that was the other thing that I was thinking about when I was thinking about the year and how I feel like I've sort of changed or grown, if you will, is up until this year, I have completely equated my self-worth with my productivity and always academic productivity and academic success um, in particular and progress, just general like progress, checking off milestones and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this year, at the beginning anyway, in the first lockdown, everyone on, by everyone, I mean, the people I follow and the people that they retweet or, or <laughs> repost on various social media. The entire well, world. <laughs> yeah. My little social media bubble. Mm-hmm. Everyone at first was sort of like, okay, this is a great opportunity. Let's seize this mm. opportunity to like learn something new. Do that, do that thing Take you always wanted to do. Write that book, yeah. you know, learn to do this skill, bake, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of swept up in that a little bit. I actually didn't end up coming out of the pandemic with any new skills, actually. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. make. Um, and coming out of the lockdown, we're definitely book. not out of the end of the, we're not out of the pandemic. <laughs> no, sorry. I meant the first, yeah. sorry, yes, yes, yeah. I yeah, meant the first yeah, yeah. lockdown, like when everyone sort yeah. of came back and said, you yeah. know, this is what I've done. I mean, I guess oh. I got into running a bit, um, in the second half, I got into running mm. of the year, like September time, but, but yeah, in that first sort of flurry, that that frenzy of, okay, yes, let's see the positive, which is such a, obviously such a good perspective inherently. It's a good perspective to try and see the silver lining in in anything. But um, I think it can be quite destructive to kind of think that yeah. I need to make something out of this and I need to make something of myself in is, as you said, in a time that is just a crisis a long drawn out crisis that no one is used to and no one really knows how they should be acting and no one really knows when's it going to end and what the world is going to be like afterwards there's just so much uncertainty and I just think Mm. this year has kind of made me realize that I can't equate self-worth with productivity because it's just not healthy it's just Mm. not healthy because if life throws something at you you can't carry on as normal and that's okay yeah yeah and that's okay yeah um i mean i could sort of i could go on a rant about the fact that of course there's this emphasis on productivity because we're in a capitalist society and we need to crush capitalism etc etc but um that's this i i i we both we both want this to be a positive kind of reflection Mm. rather than um sarah bitching about the tories for <laughs> three hours <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah i mean what's really w- this year has just gone on for so long mm-hmm. and it feels mm-hmm. like there's been a lot more months and seasons and I mean, see, I mean, I feel like there has been there have been so many seasons to this year, and I don't mean that in the, you know, there are four seasons in the, um, <laughs> in the calendar year, um, but 
because I mean, I, you know, the year started and we had three months before mm. before we were in lockdown. Yeah. And I was thinking back to the beginning of this year, you yes. know, pre, pre-pandemic, basically. We you know, always so we, thought, yeah. We, we knew that there was... Yeah. That it was out there. Yeah, yeah. But it was a very, very... Um, it wasn't a reality. It no, was a It was a new story. Yeah. 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 Um and I was I it was it was a very bad start to the year even before the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, I was in a pretty uh I was I was in a how do I manic state of <laughs> um poor mental health. <laughs> very manic. <laughs> um and actually at first, when lockdown was first being sort of talked about, when when it became sort of a reality, mm. it was very much an it, for me, the pandemic, the reality of the pandemic, mm. literally hit me overnight mm. because mm. we we the, talked about in, this. I remember yeah. talking about this with you. Yeah, yeah. And on the last Friday of term, I went out drinking with my boyfriend and with a few friends. We ended up going back to one of the someone's someone's flat um the three of us and we stayed up drinking until like 7 30 a.m um it was a gorgeous night uh we drank cocktails we had it was lovely such a lovely night um and then we went to bed and slept and woke up at about 5 30 in the evening (laughs) obviously (laughs) feeling like death <laughs> partially because of the hangovers and partially because we just slept from 7 30 a.m to yeah. 5 30 p.m <laughs> that's not <laughs> i know that my sleeping pattern is pretty fucked at the best of times but that, that's that's on the next level um and i looked at my phone and I, my family group chat with me and my parents and my brother that had over a hundred messages in wow. because yeah. my parents were trying to talk to Tom about what was going to happen with Mexico, what his plans yeah. were um, and all of this kind of stuff. And then on the college page, there were just heaps and heaps and heaps of notifications of yeah. people saying, you know, are we, are we moving out? Should I move out all of my stuff? And, yeah. and you know, it had gone from being, Oh, there's kind of, there's kind of a pandemic happening mm-hmm. to being, holy fuck yeah yeah um yeah and i've never i've never experienced anything so dramatically change so fast yes yes so fast literally overnight it felt overnight didn't it yeah or over day over day (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and initially those first couple of weeks i actually found in a weird way very lovely mm-hmm. because because i think everyone was in such a state of panic mm. there was quite a there was a lot of love and support and compassion yes. around yeah. and it was very much a um you know it felt like it felt like there was a very conscious a lot of people were making the conscious mm. choice to mm. try and show 
the people that they value how much they value them especially and I mean I think that that was obviously that's obviously going to be very intense in an international college where most of most of the students were going to be packing up and leaving Mm -hmm. never to return Mm -hmm. and sort of the draw the the goodbye happening in a way that was far too sudden and it it made it brought out a lot of vulnerability in people yeah definitely and I think that's really it was really really lovely Mm. in in a lot of ways Mm. um because because people aren't vulnerable most of the time no I I'm trying that's been that's been my biggest thing that I've consciously tried to put into practice more this this year is I am trying every single day to just be as vulnerable and as tender as I can mm. because yeah it, like it opens you up to a lot of shit and you get hurt because you are open to people mm. and mm. it hurts mm. because a lot of the time you're just sort of <laughs> chucking rocks at a brick wall mm. um but you aren't but, a brick wall. Like, so to, by vulnerable yeah. and tender, do you mean like you're bringing your defences down, you're bringing your walls down? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to let myself be more exposed because yeah. I know that, you know, my biggest... I constantly have my guard up. I'm constantly waiting for some... I mean, mm. I have no expectations of people. I have no hope from them because I'm, I know that I'm going to be disappointed. People mm. fuck you up and they leave you and they're shit. And... I'm trying not to have that inherent belief about everybody that I interact with. And I'm trying to be just also be very, um, just be softer, just, Mm. you know, because, because in my last relationship, I felt, I already felt so exposed because I knew that the relationship was, unbalanced because I knew I loved him more than he loved me Mm. um and so I think in a way to try and combat that I tried to play it cool yeah as much as I could possibly do in every in every way I just desperately was just trying to play it cool with my feelings with my with the way I talk with just every aspect of my Mm. being Mm, mm. I was trying to be a cooler more toned down Mm, mm. version of myself Mm. and it's fucking horrible it is is. yeah yeah there's no surefire way there's no sorry there's no better certainty of 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 getting extremely unhappy like existentially unhappy Mm. if you deny yourself Mm to feel what you're mm-hmm. feeling and not to try and hide it and not to try and cover it up because, yep. um, and, and that isn't a weakness. And I think that's mm. something that I learned. This was at the beginning of the year, again, in that weird time where mm. coronavirus, I mean, it was in a time where people didn't really know even how to say it, like coronavirus, I mean, coronavirus. Yeah. The first time I saw, I, I even my exposure to the virus in terms of you know <laughs> mentally yes yeah um was on camfest that was the first time that i 
Yeah. I was like, what? Who? Why are these people talking about Corona? What? The f- yeah. I need to yeah. do some research. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It's. It was. It was around that time where. Yeah. Where. where we just didn't. It wasn't yet in like column, common parlance. Like it, Zoom wasn't a thing, and it was. It was. But we knew that it was getting bad, and I was speaking to the counselor, the college counselor, and I said how anxious I was that um, that either I or Savas were going to get it, or just generally I was just anxious about it. Um, and about how I was trying to, and I was I was trying to just carry on um and not think about that because I was like you know that's probably really silly probably really silly I just kept saying like oh it's probably really silly of me to Mm. like think about that because you know we're young and all of this stuff when at Mm. first when when I think it was when Italy was being really hard hit and there were just swathes and swathes Mm. of people Mm. um dying like elderly people Mm. were, were were really suffering from it at that time and it was just it just seemed like a different thing than it does now it, it really it didn't seem yeah. like a like a great yeah. equalizer like it does now yeah. and so i felt bad for feeling bad classic me um about corona and thinking about how it was going to affect me personally yeah and she said something that sort of became a theme of our sessions which was you if you feel a negative emotion you have to sit with it acknowledge mm. it and let it go when it's ready to go and mm. don't try and hold on to it for longer because that's equally damaging as not not acknowledging that it's there Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that balance between being like yes okay i feel sad and sort of thinking about why i feel sad validating yes yes being kinder to myself that's what she said i needed to be i need to be gentler with myself and that advice couldn't have come at a better time like i definitely needed to hear that advice pandemic or no pandemic Mm -hmm. but especially with what was about to happen yeah that i took that advice i still you know i still think about that now yeah. Which is why it came to my mind, I guess. Um, because it's been so true for me, this yeah. pandemic. So true. Yeah, I mean, because I think that I've spent a lot of time trying to act <clears throat> like I am. I'm, I really, really intensely care. I don't... It takes a lot for me to... Mm for me to and that's not actually true and I actually just really I, I love people I care about everybody so fucking much it doesn't matter whether I know them or not I'm just I just I think that we all just need to be kinder to each other and it's, it makes me really sad and cross because there's just yeah and I am I'm, and I and I have a very very genuine just yearning to express that care for others and I haven't let myself do that since I was a little child Mm, mm. because it's like it's sweet from a child and then it I grew up and that wasn't cool and it wasn't you know why why do you why you so why do you wear your heart on your sleeve why are you so expressive with your emotions Mm, and so mm. I didn't I didn't communicate my emotions and that's you know I was so cool and I and so I I didn't let myself say the things mm. that I wanted to say. But just for instance, um, Luke has got a new job. Mm. And it's with, um, <laughs> it's with, with the BBC. Oh! Um, with Global News. Oh, I didn't with the know Global this. News. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, when 
you think about how many that's going to be a really competitive position Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and while my favorite pastime in this life is (laughs) ripping luca to shreds um (laughs) obviously i do have some fondness for the for the boy some on a good time. day yeah <laughs> on a good day um and i think i think previously i would have i'd have tried to be cool and i'd have i'd have been like that's amazing you know you should be really proud of yourself but i've just i have been effusive i have been yeah. like your hair looks really shit by the way but oh my goodness i am so proud of you i'm so proud of you you should be so so chuffed <laughs> with yourself like of course they love you of course yes but celebrate yourself please i just i i want to i i want to celebrate the people mm. that i care about mm. and that's not a cool thing to do but actually it's what we fucking need and it's especially yes. what we need right now yes when there's so much hurt and loneliness mm-hmm. everyone is so mm. so isolated yeah yeah, yeah absolutely And I'm hoping that people will take this year and spin it into something that they can take forward and apply when eventually, hopefully, this is a distant memory. Mm. Because it's not situation dependent. I mean, it's highlighted and exacerbated all of these pre-existing issues in our society Mm. and in individuals. But there's no there's no reason to think that it's oh once twenty twenty is over or indeed once the COVID nineteen pandemic is over then we can all go back to normal. I am desperate for us mm-hmm. never to go back to normal because no, the normal no. that we had yeah. was awful it's and so it, broken. It, what it really was broken and if we can do anything, I think it would be to take to use this as a lesson and go forward and just try and rebuild differently mm. and prioritise different things. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this year has has made people more socially conscious, made people more politically conscious, and that everyone can look beyond themselves and realise that there are people less fortunate than them and that it is a good thing to want to help those people. Yeah. Less, basically, less neoliberal individualism would be great. Um, <laughs> but if you know, if we can make a step towards Dear that, Father just Christmas. one step, it it would it would make such a difference yeah. if people started. There's a change in attitude would lead to a change in action, and I think that's yeah. so long overdue. And I'm just I'm really hoping that we can do that, like as a society, yeah. like on a really big level but yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping yeah and i'm cynical so if i'm hoping that bloody hell (laughs) yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna not say all of the cynical things that (laughs) i want to say um and simply try and have hope in your hope (laughs) (laughs) thank you I may not have that hope myself, but I can have hope for your hope. You're rooting for me. That's yeah. I love that. That's literally every day of my life. <laughs> Everything I do. 